Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Hello and welcome to the cafe, wealthies. Well, let's start right in with three delightful strands of awesomeness that are all woven together here today. First, this marks the beginning of season three, where beginning with today's rock star guest, I've got some amazing interviews and content to bring your way. The second strand in the weave is that I met today's guest through the very people who head up the company that does such a fabulous job producing this podcast, Doug Sandler and Strickland Bonner of Turnkey Podcast Productions. And they're located, by the way, at turnkeypodcast.com. So that's the second strand. The third strand is, some of you know that I'm a nutritionist by background, and I am always on the lookout, not just as a podcast host for awesome guests, but for great sources of protein to fuel me during the busy entrepreneurial days. And lo and behold, today's guest is the result of all three of those strands coming together. So let me introduce him. Ryan Gardner is CEO of Stevie G Jerky. He grew up in the suburbs of Philadelphia, moved to New Jersey about two years ago, And I know this, he'd been bugging his dad to sell his beef jerky for 30 years of his life. Ryan's dad finally said yes. And as Ryan says, and here we are. Welcome to the cafe, Ryan. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It was great to be here. (laughs) Absolutely. So I don't know if I said the whole story right about how Stevie G jerky came to be, but you want to tell us any more about it? Uh, your journey into entrepreneurship would be something my listeners would love to hear about. Yeah. I mean, it's been an exciting process and it's kind of like I'll branch off of what you said about being woven. It's definitely a woven experience. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple different strains involved with that is my entrepreneurship has come just from being salesman and, and selling my whole life. I think I've gotten to the point where I've been selling everybody else's product. <laughs> and I never sold my own product and I never sold something that I was so proud of, right? We always sold for somebody else and I, yeah, you make money. But at the end of the day, did it really hold that intrinsic value within you? So that's kind of one strand of it. And the other strand is my dad's jerky and he's made it his entire life. And no, it was not good when he first started 40 years ago. But about 30 years ago, I was a five-year-old boy at the time. Um, I started eating it and I have loved it my entire life. Completely different than the normal jerky. I have bugged him for this long to produce it, make it, sell it. All the friends and family and barbers and all of them got to enjoy his jerky. And then finally, about a year and a half, two years ago, he decided that, okay, I'll let you do it. If you want to do it, I'll give it to you and I'll just make the recipes and let you do the production and the sales. And that's kind of how this all got started. And it's been really, it's been a fun process and it's been, it's a learning experience. I can tell you that. And it's a lot of work. So and here you are entrepreneuring with beef jerky in your back pocket. (laughs) That's it. Every pocket I have, I have beef jerky in. (laughs) And I will tell the listeners, by the way, I have tried this and I love it. I adore it. It's 
awesome stuff. So that aside, we're going to talk about any of the hurdles, challenges, et cetera, working with a, a family owned and operated business, Ryan, I'd love our listeners to hear any of that. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously it's a challenge to work with other people in general. Then you add the love and respect that you have for your family that comes involved with creating a business, respecting those that are in the business that are part of the family as well. So everything from what my dad expects the taste to be to my mother doing some of the the marketing and the bag designs and the digital stuff. And we have multiple friends and family involved. So it's been a struggle, but it, it's been a great struggle. It's been very fulfilling, we'll call it, just dealing with everybody. And we honestly are a pretty close family and it's really worked out well just to work together. It really hasn't been like an overhaul. I think we all know our value to the company. We all know what works and we all know what we bring. Um, and everybody does their part and everything's growing. I mean, we're we're just over a year into this crazy thing and it, it has exploded in 12 months into something that um, I'm a little scared of, but it's exciting at the same time. Right. I I always say that's like the edge where it's part fear, part, you know, excitement, that razor's edge. That's just such a great place to be. Yeah, I think we're there and it, it's exciting and it, you know, a little bit of overwhelming at times, but you know, I always tell people if it was easy, everybody would do it. So That's you really they just got to push forward, take the risk and, you know, enjoy the process and know that you're going to have to work harder than anybody else to, to get what you need and what you want out of your business. So on that note, what keeps you all going? What is it you tune into that makes you think this is worth it? I think it's a lot of family pride. It's a lot of love and family pride into a, a recipe, into something completely different that you don't see on the market, that I think it has a, a very full potential to become something special. And we have children, I actually, I have two children involved that are a much part of the business and doing events and they see you know a lot of opportunity in it and there's a lot of pride that runs through the family with this whole process. And that runs from my brother, my parents, down through my kids. And I think that pushes me every day to like, let's see what we can do next. What can we prove to the family, to friends, to customers, what we can produce for them and how much of a better experience can we create on a daily basis? God, that's so cool. <laughs> so if I'm not asking you to give away any trade secrets here, well, but what are your plans for this year? Like what would make it be really exciting for you this year? And is it, you don't have to give me numbers, but is it a certain number you want to hit or are you coming out with new flavors or like, tell me about that. Yeah. So we have a lot of new, exciting things coming. We have a new website coming up probably in the next two to four weeks. So we have subscription services available. My dad is working on about three different new flavors that we're going to be adding this year. I honestly am not, I know this is going to sound bad. I am not as much as a numbers person as I, I need to be right now. I am more of a customer based and getting the, the name out there and making sure the product is exactly what I've had for 30 years. I well, want you know, be that leads to the numbers, right? <laughs> I mean, That's so you have somebody else actually managing the numbers, but if you're the one who's putting the focus on the growth and the customers and getting the word out there, that's what it's going to lead to. Yeah. And that's the overall goal right now. It's, it's obviously high quality, 
very good with customer service. We're getting jerky out to people in two days anywhere in the nation. That's my main goal right now and just to get it out there. So we have a lot of big events coming up. We're going to do events, you know, locally. And now we were doing local events last year. Now we're branching out. I'm going to start traveling a little bit and doing some events in, in different parts of the country and taking it out on the road a little bit per se. And I'm kind of excited to see where that goes and just, you know, like spread the word, give some samples out and see where the sales go with that. You mentioned the new website, but you'll still be at sgjerky.com, right? Yeah. So what we're doing, we're just revamping the website, making it a little bit easier. That initial website was something that was just kind of get it up and running so people had a place to purchase and buy it. What I really want to flag for the listeners here, if um, I'm going to speak directly to them, listen to what Ryan just said, guys. Getting a perfect website was not what they put in place first. It was like, okay, let's just get one up that we can, people can order stuff, people can, you know, get their stuff, but it wasn't about making it perfect, making it beautiful. They get on with the business at hand. Am I, am I accurate with that, Ryan? You are a hundred percent accurate. The ultimate goal of that was we did an initial event and everybody asked that came up to try it. Where can I buy it? And how do I do this? And I can't have everybody Great. texting and calling me from a scaling perspective. That's not going to work. So awesome. I said, give me four weeks and I will have a website up and running that you can go on and purchase. And that's what we did. I gave a guy, I gave somebody two weeks to say, put a website together, make it function so we can order the different flavors and get shipping done and just get it up and running. And then we'll revisit with a new website to get, you know, we'll revamp it and we'll, we'll update accordingly. But it was just to get it, get it out there and make it accessible to customers to purchase. That was the ultimate goal of the initial website. Cool. Now let's get you on uh, Shark Tank, shall we? <laughs> That's what my son Josh says all the time. When are we going on Shark Tank? When are we going yeah. on Shark Tank? Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I told him, I said, when the sales hit a certain number, that may or may not happen. I mean, we have had two people come to us of very high entrepreneurial ship that tried to purchase the business and purchase recipes from us already after trying it. I have turned down both offers completely and just said that's not something that we're looking at right now because I really feel like it's a fun thing. Like we're growing it. It's fun. We're enjoying it. We're making money at the same time. So let's just build it and have fun with it as a family. And it really brought us together as a family. You know, it's always good to make money and bring people together. And it's always nice to help people out. We do a lot of veteran events. My dad, Steve G, is actually a veteran himself. So we do a lot of veteran events and we give back a lot. And that's okay. That's part of what we want to become as a company. I love that. Now, when we talk about the jerky itself, I know that a lot of listeners are not maybe savvy in the world of what makes a good jerky, what doesn't. I can say this, this is like some of the most tender jerky I've ever tasted and I don't rip my teeth out when I'm eating it. So that's part of the joy for me in buying this as well as it's good protein for me during the day. Anything about the process of the jerky and is that your your plan is to stick with that particular consistency, right? Yes, absolutely. So that's a very unique product to us and a process to us. My dad perfected it over the years of what cut meats he uses to get you that high protein value within a small amount. You know, it's a very high quality cut 
And then the process and the forming machines, he created those to create the different forms and obviously the recipes, the marinade, everything is done by him. And then I have just scaled that accordingly to make it something bigger than what it was from his kitchen to what it is today. So that's kind of how that process. So I said, okay, now you did 10 pounds, show me how to do a hundred pounds. And now we're going to build. Now let's do a thousand pounds at a time. And that's kind of how we are growing that business and, and how that's moving. So the machines have come from what can fit on your countertop to what now has to be put into a commercial kitchen, the size of, you know, I don't know, it's a four by eight whole full machine that we have built ourselves to create the form and go through that process. Got it. So it you're it's not in the house anymore though, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, from a <laughs> logistical perspective, I would love for it to be in my house and be more uh, accessible for me. But no, unfortunately, no longer does this company fit into a house. It fits into a very large, we've actually outgrown two commercial kitchens already. So, so we started at a commercial kitchen that was the size of a, you know, a very a sizable kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then we grew to a second one. And then at that point, when I started, the orders online started getting a little carried away. We outgrew that one probably in six months. And, and those people were amazing. And I actually replaced my lease with another company for somebody that makes a different product that's a friend of mine as I grew to be the bigger into the bigger commercial kitchen. So oh, at this point, I mean, we are in a space that I feel like will be good for the upcoming year. At that point, we're going to make a pretty big decision as far as purchasing a property and making our manufacturing. I think I definitely want to do it myself. I know everybody's like, oh, you know, there's companies that can make it for you. I'm just not ready to do that. And I haven't found a company that I went, I trust them to make my product and make it the way I make it. So I would rather buy a building, create it, do the manufacturing, do the shipping and do everything myself. So the goal, and it would go back to numbers. My goal is obviously customer service, quality, and probably at the end of this year, I would love to be looking for a property of my own to purchase, to manufacture and ship out and do that from a wholesale perspective. I think that's my goal for the end of the year. Wow. That's like really ex exciting stuff. In my world of mental fitness, I talk a lot about entrepreneurs tapping into their inner wiser sage. And my view is as time goes on, you're just going to keep tapping into that inner sage you've got and it'll tell you, you know, now you do this, now you do that, now you navigate this, now you're going to expand to that and you keep trusting it and it's going to keep blooming. It's really exciting. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. There's a lot of nights that I just sit by the fire and sit down and relax and I look around and I'm like, okay, this is next. This is what we want to, okay, if this happens, this is what's going to, and I do. And it's a great way. What you just said was amazing because that, it happens to me all the time. I will be sitting there in complete silence, you know, by the fire downstairs and just, okay, in the next two months, if this happens, I want to do this. And then you just follow that path and that path is never straight. Um, that's what I always want to say is always people, I, I coach some people personally myself, and I always tell them there's always going to be three paths ahead of you, left, right, and center. And as long as you're moving forward, it's a path to be taken. Just don't move backwards. And that's okay. And it's a fun path. It's It's been a blast so far, and we're going to continue to push forward, and who knows where it goes from here. <laughs> yeah. 
on that note, let's kind of tie things up with, and I, I don't put you on the spot with a certain number of them, but I'd love you to share some tips to new entrepreneurs. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be in any particular order, just like off the top of your head. What are some tips either when you coach or that you're thinking of, whether it's tips for entrepreneurs in general or tips for working with a family-owned business, anything you want to share? Yeah, I think honestly, the biggest thing is be educationally confident with yourself. And what I mean by that is the most important thing is there's going to be people that will doubt you. There is going to be people that will tell you that what you're doing is not worth it or not the right path. Educationally confident means you believe in yourself, but you're educated to know enough to know that the path you're on is correct and the path that you're on has the potential to be something great. And I think that's important to remember and know that the potential that you're going on may become something great. And even if it isn't and you move forward, that's an important part of the puzzle is to continue to move forward. And if it turns out to be amazing, great. And if it turns out to be just okay, it's great as well. Again, as long as you're moving forward, that's the biggest thing with life and businesses in general is sometimes you don't grow as fast as you think you may, Mm. or sometimes you grow faster than you can handle. But either way, just take the ride and enjoy it and enjoy being around the people that support you and love you and, you know, want to be a part of the process with you. That's always important to gather your circle closely with the people that believe in you and support every bit of the puzzle that is moving forward as we call life, you know? (laughs) Great. So when they go to your website, there they can order different flavors. We haven't even mentioned them. You could if you want to here. I'll tell you my very favorite is the original and next to that is the hot, but tell everybody what other the flavors are just for fun. Yeah, absolutely. So we have the original obviously and the hot. So those two flavors originated. That's my dad's original recipe from 30 years ago. Oh, cool. That is his original, original recipe. That's the, I call it the OG recipe from 30 years ago that he perfected. We just increased the heat a little bit on the hot, and then we decreased it a little bit to make those two flavors. So that was exactly his recipe that I ate for 30 years. Wow. And then when we did this business, I told my dad, I said, we need new recipes. Like we have to expand and I I need more opportunities. So I may or may not have eaten a competitor's jerky that was honey barbecue (laughs) for a long time because I'm not a hot fan. I'm not, I'll be, I admit it, I'm not a hot fan. Okay. And so long story short, we created the honey barbecue And he literally took three months out of his day and three months out of his life. And he said, I will make you a honey barbecue recipe that tastes like that, but 10 times better. And I said, well, that's what I want. And he created that and that was created. And then someone said, man, it'd be cool if you had a hot honey barbecue because (laughs) I like the honey barbecue, but I could use a little heat. And he timed it and made that heat come on late. And then when the hot honey became available, And then after that, his niece decided that she liked teriyaki. And so he had to be tasked with the teriyaki recipe. So long story short, we have five recipes now. We have the original, the hot, the honey barbecue, hot honey barbecue, and also the tangy teriyaki. And everyone has been a hit and everybody has their favorite. And everybody said, what's your favorite? And what's his? Everybody has their own favorite, which is great. And We have um, about three other recipes coming out. We're diving into salmon, chicken, turkey, uh, um, 
We're also, I am playing with a vegan jerky that we're yeah. actually trying to get into. Yeah, I um, heard that there's a really good, somebody's talking about a mushroom jerky mm-hmm. she's been eating. That sounds yummy. And of course, there are people who want grass-fed mm-hmm. beef. So you've got lots of territory to play in. But <laughs> what I also got from you is you stuck initially here with the tried and true. Mm-hmm. You didn't just go branching off into a 50 million things before you could lay down the tracks for some great stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. So the idea was to get five flavors up and running that we knew would sell. So that created our base or our foundation, right? So Mm -hmm. once we have that, now what we do is we make other recipes and we do live events. I do, you know, music events and and different community days. We will take a sample jars of the new flavor and it's a live sample and we get feedback on the spot when people get to try it right there in front of you. And that's important. That's a good feedback for us to see whether somebody enjoys it. Do they like it? Do they not like it? And we really get feedback on that. And that's how we move forward with our flavors and how we start. So it's just market research right there, tried and true at these live events to really see how these new flavors react. And um, it's like you, that tangible information is valuable beyond words to, to get that firsthand and be person to person with the person that's literally sticking the piece of jerky in their mouth and you can watch their facial expression. You can see like how they're thinking about it. You can, and then you get their honest feedback. It's not online. I'm a very person to person kind of person. You know, I like to be, and I like to see somebody, right? What do you write online and a review is great. But when you actually give somebody a sample and get the talk to them and feel their feedback and see them, that information is beyond words, more valuable than anything you'll find online. So that's important that when we get that, that's important for us. Yay. Well, <laughs> listen, Ryan, I'll be eating your jerky. I'll be wearing whatever merch you put out, whether it's t-shirts or, or mugs. I love singing your praises. Can't wait to see you on Shark Tank. And I'm going to be thankful forever that you were willing to stop by the Entrepreneur's Cafe. So I wish you all the best this year. And thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been great. And I'm sure I'll be sending you merch in the future. And I'm always making new stuff. And I'll be gifting you stuff along the way. Okay, wealthies, always remember that success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information from today's show will be in the show notes, including links to Ryan's website and contact info so you can get some amazing jerky and follow a growing entrepreneurial business. Be well, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart. Follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.